Shalom, I am Abraham Eisenman and welcome to my podcast. Shalom Aleichem. In this podcast, we will talk about the elements of the spiritual model. The model of the spiritual system proposed in the book Spiritual DNA is composed of different parts that, together, show us how the spiritual light interacts with the clique. We will now address the classifications and the details of these components of the spiritual model. The concepts we will define below are first, levels or subdivisions of the soul, the fields or circles of desire, which means how we perceive the spiritual world we live in, and attributes or clothing of the spiritual light that act on the clear desires, correcting or changing them. The first two are defined in this podcast, and the third one, the Sephirot, in the next one. Let's talk about the soul. Generally, we call the spiritual part of the person, the energy, force, or desire directed to spirituality, soul. An individual soul is called spiritual matter, and an individual real desires are the forms that dress the spiritual matter, which is the individual's current world. A person can reach the state of the Creator's essence by understanding how this, his spiritual DNA is put together, which is to say, his desires. Once the desires are exposed and the person is conscious of them, the person can transform them, refine them, and correct them until they rise to the level of love and influence. Soul levels or intensities. The spiritual light shines inside the clay. We call this light the soul, and according to the quality of its spiritual intensity, we subdivide souls into five parts or levels, which are explained below. These five parts are five grades of spiritual light. Each level is identified with a spiritual aspect of the individual. If we combine the particular details of the light in each of the levels, despite the fact that they can sometimes contradict each other, they will give us the power and force of unity, unitary, unique, and unified, which will reveal the spiritual light to us fully. The five spiritual levels of the soul are in order of intensity from the least to most intense, the following. The first one is resident soul, or action, which is the light of the inanimate part of the person. In Hebrew, is nefesh. The second is spirit, or speech, which is the light of the vegetable part of the person. And in Hebrew, is called ruach. The third one is the divine soul, or thought, which is the light of the animate part of the person. And in Hebrew, is called neshama. The fourth one is living essence or mind which is the light 
of the speaking part of the person, and in Hebrew it's called Hayah. And the fifth one is the unique essence, which is the spark of the infinite, and it's called Yehida. And in Hebrew, all together, they are called Naranhai, which is the first letter of each Hebrew word. It can be seen that the first three, Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, are the imminent levels of the soul. That is to say that they are levels inherent to the individual, not to the result of his external actions. In psychological terms, we could make a parallel with the subconscious, the conscience, and the superego. Of the other levels, Haya and Yehida, we can say they are the levels that surround higher consciousness. Each of these levels are dynamic and presents movement and comings and goings. There are transitions and vibrations in each of them. All are interconnected with each other, and each increases intensity or quality of light, growing until the final correction of our souls is achieved. It's worth mentioning that in order to reach this point, we will have experienced and overcome all type of changes and transformations that kept us from union with the only and the total light before. Independent of these changes and transformations, we should still be able to join, filling our Kli with one unified light. So, what is Nefesh? This is the lowest grade, the light of least intensity, the most tenuous, the light of the resident soul. There is a revelation of light even at this level, although this intensity of light does not result in any transformation. Each of us has a minimal, immovable spiritual condition of light, and each of us seeks to connect with, with others. This is the light of basic unifications, the inanimate part. Now, Ruach. Going up a level, each part of the light begins to transform. By remaining united, the changes and comings and goings of this level of spiritual force don't reveal the next level of intensity of light. At the Ruach level, we can begin to see the transformation of our individual properties. It is the same light of unification, but a high level. We pass from the inanimate level to the second level of spiritual power, the vegetable level. Now Neshama. Rising another level and maintaining the same light of unification, which is unitary, unique and unified, the light increases its intensity and quality. Depending on the spiritual grade of the person, the lights move to the third level, the animated, Neshama, where the spiritual force begins to move freely in relationships with others. Our force flows back and forth among individuals. Now, 
Haya, the next level of the soul is called Haya. It is the fourth level, the speaking level, where we begin to communicate spiritually as if we all belong to one body. And then finally, Yehida, which is the fifth and last level of spiritual force, is the divine level, infinite light, intense and refined, called Yehida, which consolidates perfect spiritual unity. When we reach this level, we are able to influence everyone in everything, as if we were the Creator's essence itself. And this marks the end of our soul correction. The final level of the soul is the part of our spiritual DNA which make us like the essence of the Creator and which we all carry etched inside us. Another part of the model of the spiritual systems are the scopes of desire, which is the world we perceived. The sensation of being surrounded by a large, diverse and multifaceted words come from the fact that our desires are still not fully correct. After all, we live within them, as they were the only thing implanted within us by the Creator. As we have explained, everything is within us, and what we see and feel outside our internal space also belongs to us. Each of us has different types of desires, and we should understand that we can do with them. Some may also awaken within us that even we don't understand. The spiritual light that reaches us may be insufficient to focus all the desires in all their details, and therefore we should accept compromises to be able to modify them. The question is, how do we perceive the spiritual world we live in? There are five scopes, spheres, or realms, or fields of desire, namely, root, and in Hebrew is Shoresh, soul, or breath, and in Hebrew, Neshama, body, and in Hebrew is Guf, clothings, and in Hebrew is Levush, and external enclosure, residence, or palace, and in Hebrew is Eichal. These five realms or fields can be subdivided into two groups, the internal and external desires. Internal desires are the desires we can feel or clear desires within us, desires perceived in our internal world. The internal desires are the root, the soul, and the body. The, the sphere called root is the germ or spark that initiates our desires. It is the part emitted by the general universal soul, the part that comes from the soul of Adam, the first man, with the spiritual DNA, the purest and closest image to the Creator. The soul sphere contain, contains our conscience, desires, 
and the perceptions of our spiritual aspect. The sphere known as body contains the desires and needs of our physical body and its functions in the worlds around us, like, for example, inanimate objects, plants, and animals. Now the external desires. These desires can be felt directly, as if they weren't true, truly our desires. We perceive them as outside ourselves, as if they don't belong to us, but the desires perceived in the world around us also belong to us. The external desires are clothing and external residence or palace. The sphere called clothing is the one that, although it is found outside the body, is attached to our being in relation to others. They are the desires re related to our image or social and personal position, to what a person is and what a person wants to project real or fictional to those around them. For example, I want to demonstrate to myself and to those around me that I am an upright, trustworthy person or a nuclear engineer or a boss who shows leadership, a professional who is self-assured, an honorable person, a professor or learned, or learned person, an eccentric magnate, a fool, an ignoramus, etc. Simply put, we dress ourselves in the desires we want to project from ourselves into others. In this sphere, we have the illusion of seeing before as friends, enemies, spectacles, and events to which we are witness. The sphere called residence, or external enclosure, is that which we can clearly perceive outside ourselves. We feel a weak surrounding radiance, and so we don't place too much spiritual weight in this phenomenon. We wrongly believe that since we see them as far from us physically, they have nothing to do with us, and they are outside us, but it isn't so. Everything is within us. Some examples of these desires are houses, buildings, mountains, the stars, the sun, the moon, their movement, and the influence they have on us, and the nature surrounding us. Everything has to do with us. This division of our desires into five fields exists only in our perception. All of them are our desires, and we must manage them to help correct them with, within ourselves. The day we reform all our desires so they join together inside us in a singly altruistic, anti-egoistic action, we will find that the universe is within us. We don't realize that all our desires, even those that are outside us, belong to us, though we have the illusion that they are external and separate. 
I am all my desires. Who do you, we marry? Our desires. Who make us laugh? Our desires. Who do we argue with? Our desires. Thank you very much. The podcast was made by Abraham Eisenman, author of the book Spiritual DNA, a Method for Spiritual Enlightenment. Website www.abrahameisenman.com.